go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at Just a little bit, but right now it's time for the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And good morning, William. How are you, my friend? I'm well. Happy Wednesday. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, as is always the case. Another week coming up and lots of hoops going on in Blacksburg. Yeah, it is. We've got a busy week. The Hokie men had a great win last night over Boston College. That's two ACC wins in a row. And Georgia Tech comes in uh, later in the week. But I thought they played really an exceptional game. They had 44 points in the first half against a team that has given the Hokies trouble. That was Tech's first win over BC in six tries. I think Earl Grant, you know, he's he's a really good coach, Rick. Yeah, he really is. He's done a good gets job. Gets kind of lost in yeah. the Northeast, so to speak. But uh, they're well coached. they got the big guy in the middle post. I thought last night, Hunter Couture's defense was huge. It is. He drew a charge late. Uh, Sean Padula, he, in visiting with Coach Young and listening to his press conference after the game over there, his, you know, Padula does turn the ball over too frequently yeah. but he's the heart and soul of the team he makes clutch plays he hit a clutch three pointers the shot clock buzzer was winding down late in the fourth quarter um mj collins plays so hard he makes a difference uh there's some pieces there for the Hokies. they're not a complete you know there's some things missing you know robbie Barron did make some key plays down the stretch but they're shorthanded right now they only have seven guys really to play but they're four and four in the conference and they have Georgia Tech at home next, so a chance to get back over 500. You know, it's my weekly endorsement of Virginia Tech fans, Rick. Oh, I know. I have to do this every week. Yeah. So 
you know, in the last four minutes last night after the media timeout, Castle was packed. Boston College missed the front end of two one-and-ones and went one of two from the line after a shooting foul. And each of those six attempts would have been made at the student end of Castle. And even Earl Grant said after the game how hard it is to play there. And that's a perfect example. In a one-possession game, that's BC's free throws down the stretch. Meanwhile, the Hokies for the game went 16 of 16 from the line. Yeah, that was that was the difference. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things happen in a yeah. tight one-possession game, but fans can make a difference. They really can. And Castle can be really magical. And it was last night. And the women will pick it up getting uh, tomorrow as they still try to figure out things without Georgia. I don't know what the latest is on her coming back, but they got a nice win over the weekend without her. Yep, I talked with Kenny Brooks a little bit last night as well. Uh, did not get any news on Georgia, but the Tech women are 19th in the nation. They have Georgia Tech here tomorrow night at Castle, but then a big game Sunday at Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is ranked number 22 in the country. So that'll be a big home game for them and a big road test for the Hokies. The last time Tech went up there, they won big, like a 50-point victory. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like 101 to 50-something. But uh, Syracuse made a coaching change. Felicia Leggett, who was a great player there and is now Felicia Leggett Jack, is uh, doing well in her second year. She had come over from Buffalo, and uh, they're ranked. So that'll be a tough one. This is the fun time of year, isn't it, for hoops as you get down toward the end of January, trying to get things right for the February run. It's always fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy the uh, – you know, I enjoy March the most. Oh, obviously. yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, teams are battling injuries. You know, Couture was out. He comes back at NC State uh, for the Hokies, has a big game. And the Hokies – you know, they – Oh, well, we heard a pop. And we lost Bill. <laughs> uh, we'll try to get him back on here. Let me let him know here that uh, we lost him. He may have to call back. Bill, did we get you back? Hmm. Well, you probably heard the pop as well. I've not heard that before with uh, Bill. So let's go. Figure it out here. Here we go. Hey, Bill, how are you? I don't know what happened there. I heard a big pop, and you were gone. <laughs> we have gremlins in the system this morning. Huh? <laughs> yeah, not sure what that What was. I was going to say is, you yeah. know, they, they played so well at NC State last week and scored 84 there, and they had 44 points in the first half here last night. So uh, you can see where they're going. Uh, they're getting their offense going a little bit better, too. Absolutely. Hey, I've been waiting to talk about this whole ACC football schedule release with you and what we know so far, the specialty dates and things like that. But uh, the, the entire schedule's tonight, right? That's coming out. Yeah, so the league has been creative this week. Uh, Monday night, they announced all the opening games for each of the teams in the league. And we already knew that. Hokies are going to open at Vanderbilt on August uh, 31st. Then last night... Uh, yesterday, they announced uh, the non-Saturday games. And so we learned that the Hokies will play at Miami on Friday night in October, week five. So we already know the opening game is at Vandy. Week five is at Miami, but it's a Friday night national TV game. Mm-hmm. 
And then the league also announced that the, the Hokies will play Boston College at Lane Stadium on October 17th, and that will be the celebration of 30 years of ESPN College Football Thursday primetime at Lane Stadium. So, so we know that. Uh, we know the Hokies are going to open at Vandy, at Miami on a Friday in Week 5, and then B.C. here in Blacksburg on a Thursday on October 17th. That's all we know in terms of dates. The rest will be announced tonight on ACC Network, and Mike Burnup and I will have a Level 7 podcast running up as well to talk about it. I mean, we know who Virginia Tech will play, right? Mm -hmm. We know the Hokies are going to play a game at Stanford, and we know they're going to host Clemson here in Blacksburg. Georgia Tech is coming to Blacksburg. UVA is coming to Blacksburg, which I assume will be the last game. It hasn't been announced yet. So we'll find out tonight uh, the schedule, where the open dates are. I think if you're a coach, if you're a coach, Rick, you want if at all possible, an open date after Stanford, whenever it is, regardless of where it falls on the schedule. Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Got to recover from because that Because you don't want, yeah. you know, you're flying back across the country, and even if everything is on time and goes perfect, you're still getting back at like 6 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah, that's right. I wonder how they're going to do that and which teams will complain about that. I wonder if they'll try to take care of that as much as possible, both, you know, from the ACC Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Florida State will complain about it. <laughs> and from the West Coast team's perspective, right? they got to look at what Stanford and Cal needs, too. Yeah, I think it's easier flying west. I think, I, I think it's easier playing here on the East Coast. You see that in the NFL, because you get the three hours on the time change. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you're a West Coast team, Rick, and, and you're playing it, I don't know, you're playing at Louisville in the Eastern time zone. It's still only, what, a four-hour flight home. With a three-hour time change, you get three of the four hours back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think the, the difference is, is if you're, you know, you're flying into Roanoke and it's a 45-minute bus ride after a five-hour flight with a three-hour time change, that that's what gets you. You know, we, our fo- football can't land at the at the Montgomery Executive Airport. Basketball, men's women's basketball can fly in and out of Blacksburg, but football, you're talking big plane, five or six buses to bring the team and the support staff up from Roanoke. So by the time you land in Roanoke and load five or six buses and drive all the way back here and unload those buses, that's another. It's another hour and maybe an hour and a half on the trip. So you can see why I would like to see an open date after Stanford. When that gets released tonight, see where the Hokies are after that. And then, you know, you've got that Thursday night BC game, so you'd like to have some space, you know, probably before that as well so they're not playing on a short week. If all that happens, then you're going to be happy with the schedule. If, If the Hokies have to play another road game after Stanford, you're not going to be happy about it. And not a lot of Friday day. I'm trying to think of when's the last Friday you can think of. It's been a while, right, for a Friday night regular season game like that for Tech? A Friday regular season game. There's going to be more of that this year in the ACC for a couple of reasons. You know, the Hokies, when they beat Boston College in 1999 to go undefeated, that game was played on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And they, they played a couple of UVA games on Friday over Thanksgiving. Yeah, break. that's right. That's right. Uh, but one of the reasons you're going to see more ACC games on Fridays is this. In 2024, this fall, ABC and ESPN get the exclusive rights for the SEC. 
and so there's way more games. In the past, ESPN shared Southeastern Conference football with CBS. Mm-hmm. Remember the 3.30 game? Yeah, yeah. Every day, every Saturday was a CBS game. Right. And CBS also had some primetime games during the course of a season as well. And you had, you know, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson, and before that, Vern Lundquist would do the 3.30 game every week. Yeah. This year, starting this year, there is no more CBS SEC tie. Right, right. Everything comes to ESPN exclusively. So that's like, what, 24 more games? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty six, counting the championship game. I've tried. I, and, and, so anyway, ESPN controls them all, and so there's going to be more ACC games bumped off of that Saturday afternoon slot on ABC and ESPN, the ESPN two, because you've got the SEC and you have an expanded league in that category, right? You've got every Texas and Oklahoma home game now is an ESPN controlled game. Because they've come to the SEC, that right. league expanded this right. year. So right, that's why you're going to see more Friday games in our conference. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. You talked about that. I remember back um, last year, you were talking about how it might affect the ACC schedule, and here we are. We're seeing it now, and hopefully, it won't take away too many days. You think they'll be able to make up enough with the extra days, like on Fridays and so forth? Well, the games will be on. The games will be on, but I, I think that if you're <clears throat> if you're the ACC. And obviously, that you already know the SEC schedule. You know who's playing where and when. That's already out. You know you want the Miami Virginia Tech game on national television, and as we've discussed in the past, and and I don't know the full schedule for that Saturday in Week Five. Yeah, and and, and who Alabama and Florida and LSU and Texas and Oklahoma and Georgia are playing um, in in Week Five off the top of my head. But it doesn't take long to look at the SEC schedule and come up with six pretty good games each yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. That's very true. Very true. And 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 I, and I say this respectfully: moving a football game from Saturday afternoon to Friday night for the Miami Hurricanes does not impact that school's. Attendance. It does not in any way, shape, or form. Might actually help. You know, them. Yeah. Who knows? You know, it does. It does put them in a weird spot with their with their high school teams because high school football, as we know, is big down there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But. You know, you're 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 not going to get a big blowback from a fan base in uh, South Florida uh, for moving a Hurricanes game from a Saturday to no, a Friday. Not at all. Not at all. Again, a local high school coach might might moan about it a little bit, but my sense if you're a big <laughs> if you're a big high school football fan in Miami, right? And the Canes are playing on the same time. You're going to the high school game. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, that's just the way it is. We see it all the time. Every time we watch a game, there you just shake your head. Wow, where is everybody? Uh, and then you look at the, and then you, and then you see highlights of like, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas playing a oh, football game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's packed, standing room only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. We'll take a break. We'll come back, get the SMA update, see what all the youngsters are up to. Also, the Baker Team Game of the Week and Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Don't forget the ACC schedule dropped tonight for the football season. More coming up with Bill after this.
You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of 40-plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website, nrvhomes.com, to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market. Join Mark Patrick's seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Totally changed my life. It's amazing. I don't have any cravings. You want to quit, but have found it impossible. This is the thing for you. I have absolutely no cravings. It's the darndest thing I have ever seen in my life. It's not for entertainment. It's for results. Do it. It works. Period. You've tried everything else. You need to come and try this. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Because don't just cut down, but stop smoking. In addition, lose all the weight 100% guaranteed with Mark Patrick Seminars. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings and lose the weight. That's right, Seminar Tuesday, January 30th at the Holiday Inn Christiansburg, Blacksburg in Christiansburg. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking seminar, 8 p.m. Registration 30 minutes before seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine to Today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we're here with the Roth Report on BDST. Always excited, Bill, to find out what's going on with the young people in your program. Man, yesterday was a great day. We had Wes Durham speak to our play-by-play class. He did the game last night on ACC Network, but Wes came in at 5 o'clock, visited with about 20 of our students, and that's great. He's always good. He tells super stories, offers great advice, and it's nice to have Wes being so cooperative and, and generous with his time. And so I was just, you know, you and I had both known Wes forever. Oh, yeah. I asked him, would you visit a class? And without a hesitation, he said, yes. And awesome. I was excited about that. And then at the game last night, just looking around the uh, Coliseum, I think at one point we had three people sitting on the baseline with cameras. Uh, the young men doing the reporting for Tech Sideline had a camera last night for 3304, had a sideline camera. Uh, in the control room last night, uh, we had a bunch of kids uh, helping put the game on. Alex Famartino was the producer last night, uh, you know, handling the. Uh, he's a he's a longtime ESPN uh, producer who had been with Raycom as well. But he but our students got to work with Alex last night, which I thought was great. And then in the press conference after the game, Rick, it was interesting. There. Were, there were six current students and two SMA alums in there last night. Very Asking cool. Questions Coach Grant, <laughs> Earl Grant, and, 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 and Mike Young after the game last night. And our kids asked really solid questions to both coaches. And I, I was really proud last night. For two of our young uh, SMA students, 
it was their first time in a, in a press conference. And it can be intimidating, right? You're sitting back there, and Boston College loses a road game. The coach isn't in a good mood, and you've got to sit there and ask him questions. And I can't duplicate that slash replicate that in a classroom. Right, right. You, know, you just you, you, you've got to be – you have to choose your words carefully, right, and ask good questions. And then, they, and then the same with Coach Young. Now, Mike won the game. So it's a little bit easier. Sure. And, and Mike's great, by the way. Our coaches, especially Mike Young, Kenny Brooks, and Coach Pry, all of our coaches, I shouldn't just signal out, all of our coaches are great with our students. But, you know, I make them go in there after every game, and but they, even if you lose, you got to ask questions. And uh, and they did a great job last night. No, they always do. I know when we've worked with your people uh, down at RU, they always come well-prepared, very enthusiastic. It's always uh, fun for us to be able to work with them. So, yeah. It's great. Well, and I appreciate you giving them opportunities. You no, know, it's, it's always our, our our business is changing, but you know, dressing nicely, working really hard, and being respectful still is a good recipe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with, whether you're 19 or 59, <laughs> that's you know, those right. are that's right. That's exactly right. And they've taken those lessons to heart. It shows. Uh, all right, now here we go. Baker team game of the week. I agree with your choice here. I really do. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm going with the Chiefs-Ravens in the AFC Championship game Sunday at 3 on CBS. Lamar Jackson against Pat Mahomes. Mm. I mean, it's what CBS wanted. They got what they wanted. They've got Taylor Swift there. I mean, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and the record I saw was that 50 million watched the divisional game between the Chiefs and the Bills. This one's going to shatter more records on Sunday. Crazy. I think so, and isn't that isn't that something? How the NFL does an amazing job, right? These aren't Buffalo, New York, and Kansas City, Missouri are not quote big markets, right? Right. But the NFL has it cooking. It does. It's crazy. The NFL. <laughs> it's crazy. People watch fifty, and, and they'll watch this week too. Uh, those are old Super Bowl numbers from back in the day. My goodness gracious, just a machine. Absolute juggernaut. All right, time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. Yes, I'm almost ready for the countdown, and I have no idea which way you're going, so this is always fun for me. I know. I kept you in the dark today. So I had something planned, but I scrapped it last night on my way home from the castle. So yesterday, well, let's back up. Milwaukee Bucks are 31-10, and 10, right? Oh, yeah, this There's whole thing. Second. Yeah. That's the second best record in the East. So yesterday they fired Adrian Griffin. <laughs> who, there's probably some behind the scenes yeah. reasons here that this is happening. Gotta be. Gotta okay. be. So they fired their head coach yesterday afternoon, and they named Joe Prunty as the interim head coach. And then they hired Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. So the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> had three head coaches in seven hours. Isn't that something? Yeah, it really is. So I'm thinking, what would have been the craziest, shortest terms for a coach? To ever be there? Oh wow! Like Joe was there for right, and so I did. I did some thinking of it. I didn't want to miss anything. Like you know, uh, it's happened in baseball. Like Carlos Beltran was going to be the manager of the Mets, and, and he stepped down before ever managing a game. That's right. Um, remember, George O'Leary was named Notre Dame's head coach, but resigned a week later after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some biographical info in his resume. Right. Uh, there were some inconsistencies there. I remember that, yeah, very well. But uh, but here are my top three. Here are my top three shortest uh, tenured or craziest short-term tenured coaches. Um, 
Number three, after winning two straight national championships as the head men's basketball coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Donovan accepted an offer to become the Orlando Magic's head coach. Mm -hmm. He was there for one week (laughs) and said, you know, I'd rather go back to the Gators. And he went back to Florida for eight more years. I remember that. Yes, yes. And then in 2015, he left to become the head coach at Oklahoma City. Right. He did want to coach in the NBA when he left Florida. And I don't know, it was interesting. I remember, you know, Billy was a little bit younger at the time. He says, I've won back-to-back national championships in men's basketball in mm-hmm. Florida. How do I top that? Right, right. He was battling the demon, yeah. Right? At Florida, like... At Kentucky, if you'd win back-to-back, you probably – they named the arena after you. Oh, sure, sure. At, at Florida, you win back-to-back national championships in men's basketball, and they have a football spring game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Moving on to football. That's right. I can't wait for the football game. <laughs> no, that's not true. I mean, they had great teams down there. And he, he's a really good – so anyway, that's number three. Uh, number two – Number two, Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. was announced as the Colts head coach. Remember about five years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They announced our new head coach is Josh McDaniels, and then he resigned the same day. Right, after he told, called people to join his staff. Right. <laughs> right, was having our time put in together, and so then McDaniels went back to the Patriots, then with the Raiders, and now, who knows, will he and the Bill Belichick be back together again? Right. Right? Maybe they both go back to Atlanta yeah. or end up in Atlanta, something yeah, like that. Feels like Atlanta for Belichick, yeah. Speaking of which, that brings us to number one. <laughs> Bill Belichick resigned as the head coach of the New York Jets at the press conference that was called to introduce him <laughs> as the head coach of the New York Jets. That's the all-timer. <laughs> Everyone in New York, ourselves resigned or retired, right? They say we're going to have Bill Belichick as the new coach of the Jets. All the New York media shows up. That was in January. That's like, what, 23, 24 years ago this week, right? Yeah, Or this month, right? So the media goes to introduce the new head coach of the New York Jets, Bill Belichick, at his introductory press conference, and he resigns. The next day, he's the new coach of the Patriots. But no NBA team has had three head coaches in seven hours, and that's where the Bucks apparently are. Yeah, that's where they are right now. That's a good list, man. That's fun. I forgot about the whole Belichick same-day thing. That's great. That's great. Uh. <laughs> it took the Jets' ownership by surprise, too. Yeah. Oops. What happened? What happened? Well, have a great week. It's going to be a little warmer weather, so that makes me happy. So that's good. That's good. We've got that. I'm really ACC football schedule comes out tonight. Women's basketball, two big games this week, Georgia Tech and Syracuse. The men have a big home game with Georgia Tech. And uh, we'll, so we'll see what happens as we get into February. And um, next week we'll have a good show, and we're going we're gonna to do Valentine's next week. Oh, I love it. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll jump. We'll right get into that. This is the, the month for lovers. It right? is. It's coming up. That's exactly right. <laughs> or, the, or the month for Valentine. Let's keep it. There, there you go. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Keep yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Back we'll, off a little bit. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, brother. Stay safe. All right, when you get Teal on, remember, they're, uh, they're, 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 they've run out of uh, the the gentleman that engraves the Virginia Sports Rate of the Year. He, <laughs> yeah, he has, that's he right. has cramps in his hand. 
for engraving David Teal's name again. That's right. Two E's. That's right. He remembers now. We honored uh, we honored Burnup last night at the video board for winning the Sportscaster of the Year Award, and the crowd went crazy. Oh, of course they awesome. did. Oh, yeah, it is awesome. It Big video good. board. Mike, of course, we didn't tell him it was going to happen. They had the cameras on him. It was great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Loved it. Yeah. So, so talk with you next week. All man. right, man. Stay safe. There you go. That's uh, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. David Teal coming up after this. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avalino's and Bull and & Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. And True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today the official entertainment destination of virginia tech athletics louise baker the louise baker team of long and foster realtors lady hokey basketball is off to a winning start for their 2023 season rick watson and i will offer more chances to win tickets to see the queens of castle play their extraordinary game listen to big dog sports talk each morning for more details tickets for the uva virginia tech game on february the 1st will be given to a lucky listener on wednesday january the 30th during the roth report at eight o'clock bill rick and louise your sports connection in the New River Valley. Welcome you back into the program here on this Wednesday. When I wake up in the morning, Great stuff from uh, Bill Roth. And the sunlight hurts. And it's always a lovely day. See what I did there? When we welcome in our next guest, he is the Hall of Famer and your newly crowned, once again, sports writer of the year in the Commonwealth, David Hill. David, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Man, a lot to get to. Let's get right to hoops because we've got a couple of big wins. UVA on the road, Tech on the road, then Tech follows it up last night at home. I mean, that can mean a lot for a team's trajectory, can it? Absolutely can, Rick. That, last night was essential for the Hokies. You, know, you get your first road win on Saturday at NC State. You're coming home where uh, you're facing a team that's beaten you five consecutive times. Uh, shockingly so. I'm not sure how Boston College has had the Hokies <laughs> number, but but it has, and the Hokies did just enough to, to eke it out last night. They're on a three-game homestand, and I like their chances to win all three. Last night, obviously, is one box check Saturday against Georgia Tech, and then with a short turnaround, big Monday against Duke. Very good Duke team, but the Hokies have beaten the Blue Devils five of the last six that they visited Castle Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to be intimidated. And that, if all that does occur, then all of a sudden, then Tech can go, okay, now we're back in this thing as we head into the important month of February in terms of NCAA consideration. Absolutely. And the metrics, they're fond of the Hokies now, Rick. Uh, whereas in the past, maybe the non-conference strength of schedule didn't measure up. Mm-hmm. Tech's, Tech's non-conference slate rates very highly, like in the top 60. 
of Division One. Got some quad one wins there. And, you know, right now, like you said, the trajectory uh, could be good if they can uh, take care of business here at home uh, with these next two. And maybe the same can be said for UVA, who's just trying to, you know, muddle through right now, find out their woes. You go on the road, win a game. I mean, I've talked to so many coaches, David, so have you. It just does so much for a team's confidence when that happens, when you've kind of been struggling a little bit. Yep, first road win for the Hokies on Saturday, first road win for the Cavaliers. One more thing on on Virginia Tech, which was so spiking last night. Well, two things. Sean Padula's three late in the shot clock was just absurd from the left wing. But right after going 16-4-16 last night at the free throw line, Virginia Tech is the nation's number two foul shooting team. Wow. That's a, that's a big deal late in games, as everyone knows. When you can go to the line and bang them in at darn near an 80% rate. Yeah. We, we saw BC miss them last night, a couple big front ends, and it cost them. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned Virginia. The Cavaliers start their redemption tour tonight, Rick. Mm-hmm. They have gotten whacked three times in conference play on the road, just badly, by NC State, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest. And lo and behold, who's coming to John Paul Jones Arena? Tonight, NC State, not soon thereafter, Notre Dame, (laughs) soon to be be followed by Wake Forest. The Cavaliers have a chance to avenge all three of those lopsided losses. And they're going to need to if they also are going to be in that serious NCAA tournament conversation. And much like, you know, what you said about Tech, and you expect that could very well happen with their homestand, I kind of expect UEA to do the same, right? Kind of feels that way a little bit. Rick, Virginia's got the longest home court winning streak in the country. Mm-hmm. 28s. Lot to lot to be said for that. Uh, fascinated to, to to see the game tonight against the Wolfpack. The Cavaliers are a much different team that played in Raleigh a couple weeks ago with the emergence of Jordan Minor on the inside. Virginia Tech saw firsthand what that young man's emergence has meant uh, to, to UVA and Tony Bennett's bunch. He had 16 uh, against the Hokies. He's really playing effective defense. You know, Lynn Kidd, when he went into that game against UVA, he was leading the, the conference in field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. He didn't take a shot until early in the second half. That's how good Jordan Miner's defense was down in the low block. And it was so good that Virginia didn't have to double the post. Miner's big and strong enough where he can handle it by himself. And that allows the rest of Virginia's defense to be even more effective out on the perimeter. David Teal joining us on the program, the Virginia Sports Writer of the Year once again. And, and if they get that into the floor like we're used to seeing Virginia, right, locking teams down with that pack line and they start getting those other contributions on the other end, then watch out all of a sudden here they are again. And, okay, yeah, we had some bumps in the road, but this is why – 
I, I try to remind fans, David, they bring a football mentality into basketball season a lot because you're carrying it right over from one season to the next, and you just can't do that, right, because it's a marathon in hoop season. Oh, it absolutely is. And Isaac McNeely continues to be one of the nation's best three-point shooters. Uh, Reese Beekman is as versatile as they come, uh, both an elite shutdown defender and a point guard. Dante Harris's return from the sprained ankle. He missed 10 games. He's the backup point guard. Really gives him another piece to play with. Allows Beekman to play off the ball. Also allows Beekman to get a few more minutes on the bench to catch his breath and be ready down the stretch. So, again, much like the Hokies, you got to like the trend line for Virginia. feels like the ACC is going to have a lot more qualifiers for the NCAA tournament when all said and done. It's being projected right now by many of these people that do that. just feels like that way to me. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we, we will. I, it, it's bracketology in mid to late January is borderline irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And I, and I know we, we all engage in it. Sure. But, because it's fun, but long way to go. You know, North Carolina is a national championship contender, clearly. Uh, if Duke is healthy, it looked like Jeremy Roach got hurt again last night at Louisville. That's not a good sign for the Blue Devils. But they are elite as well. But you know, good luck identifying the third best team in the ACC. Well, and what Carolina's doing is very, very impressive. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, they have really spread those wings out. Exactly what Hubert Davis needed after last year, and this team looks like this team to me looks like they're one that's not worried about anything they didn't do before. It looks like they're ready to move forward without him. Yeah, they are. They are elite at both ends. At last check, Rick, they are one of just four teams in the country that in Ken Palm were top 15 offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Mm. And that's where they're getting it done on the defensive end. Carolina is holding opponents to less than 29% three-point field goal accuracy. And they just blanketed Wake Forest Monday night at the Smith Center. And the Deacons were on a roll. They have made, I believe, 18 threes against Louisville on Saturday. Maybe regression to the mean, but Carolina just suffocated them. Absolutely. They worked so hard, that perimeter defense. All right, so we get the uh, football schedule release in completion tonight. Anything stand out from the first two days uh, that these specialty dates, if you will, they've released? No. <laughs> we. We, we know all the opponents. It's just the right, sequence. Right. And Virginia Tech, as usual, is going to play on on some off days with a, with a Thursday game at home against BC. First Thursday game at home against BC since you know what, and and, and Matty Ice, but uh, and, and then a Friday game down in uh, South Florida, a home game for Coach Roth. Um, so that, that's that's nice for him. But the, yeah, the, the rest of the sequencing, my guess is, Rick, and I think they're going to try to do this for most, if not all, the ACC teams <clears throat> that have to travel yeah. to the West Coast to play Stanford and Cal is the week after that 
look for an open date mm-hmm. for, for those teams just so they can catch their breath after having gone out west. Yeah, that's exactly what Roth was just talking about. That's what Tech's hoping for. And I guess the same thing for the West Coast teams as well, right? They maybe get that considerate. But they'll be traveling a lot more frequently, so they can't always have a bye. <laughs> no, you can't. Now, the, the way the schedule breaks this year, just because of the calendar, each team is going to have two open dates instead of the usual one. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that helps the schedule makers. And in Florida State's case, since the Knowles play and, and Georgia Tech, since they play week zero in Dublin to open the season, they will have three open dates wow. scattered throughout the calendar. That's a lot for one football season, isn't it, to think about that? Three open dates. My goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get it, but that, that is a lot. That's a lot makes the season even longer. All right, so where, I guess, uh, where are you going to be this weekend? I guess I know where you are tonight. Where are you going to be all weekend? Saturday, I will be in the Robins Center. Richmond, yeah. Dixon is undefeated in the Atlantic 10. And Richmond, if it takes care of business at home against George Washington tonight, will also be undefeated in the Atlantic 10. So first place showdown at the Robins Center on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. Chris Mooney's got his squad playing well. Jordan King, the transfer, has, has really brought a lot that backcourt and Neil Quinn, the big seven-footer up front, uh, he is he is a serious load. I'm uh, eager to see the Spiders in person. Now, Chris Mooney's a terrific coach, man. That team, oh my God. I mean, every, <laughs> every year we talk about him and that team. Wow. Well, be sure to give Bob Black my best if you see him. Uh, <laughs> uh, press I certainly will, and uh, we'll be happy to pass along your best. I appreciate that, my friend. Well, listen, stay safe. Enjoy your basketball coverage this weekend because I know we're going to enjoy reading your results and your reactions. So stay safe. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great, Rick. Thanks. Thanks, man. There you go. That's uh, David Teal joining us, and he'll be uh, UVA and then at the Robbins Center this weekend. Chris Mooney. Yeah. That guy's good. And we're back. To wrap it up, as we roll along here on this Wednesday, final segment after this. Thanks to Keon Brown, Bill Roth, and David Teal. Tomorrow, Andy Bitter joins us on the program. 
That'll be at 7.35. Get his reaction to the big schedule drop tonight. We'll see if Tech gets that bye that uh, they so desire after that West Coast trip. Also, Ryan McIntyre will join us. He has a radio show as well. He's former video coordinator, West Virginia. We'll talk to him about some college hoops. Looking forward to that. So he'll be sandwiched in between uh, Andy Bitter and Dwight Vick. And we look forward to having you join us once again here on the program tomorrow. Always great. Great discussion today. Good text messages about some of the things we talked about uh, with Billy, Billy Wagner, the Hall of Fame, and Good discussion in the second hour about all-time greats, things of that nature. So makes the show fun to come in every day and interact with you, the smartest listening audience in radio. Take care, everybody. Don't forget tonight, Radford Hoops starting a little earlier, 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30, the tip from Asheville. And I'll be back in the saddle tomorrow. Sleepy, but I'll be here. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.